0: Happy Father's day it's uh, it's a pleasure to have the opportunity to see if we can help if we can lift up if we can give some kind of encouragement to people who have had the tar beaten out of them you, if you're from the right part of the world you know what beat the tar out of means and uh, We are in such a great position. It is, it's amazing to me. But there are a lot of people in our culture that are saying to us. And um, I want to say to them, but I don't. I'm way too cool for that. You know, (laughs) what can I say? So when you're cool, you're cool. And, uh, but I do want to bless you guys today, and you girls are welcome to sit in. As a matter of fact, I will be offended if you leave, and uh, I keep grudges for a long time, so watch it. Uh, and, and I don't ever die, so like, <laughs> that's, that's one of the things, by the way, there, you get wisdom as you get older and i figured this out all by myself nobody told me this that if you don't die you get really old and you old people knew that already didn't you well at any rate i would like to i would like to address the males not just the dads and uh, not just the adults i would if you're an adolescent uh A child, I I want to say something that will strengthen your hand so that you can do what the Lord is calling for. First of all, we have this assurance that what the Lord requires. He empowers us to do it. So when God says, do this, say, here I am. What are you going to do with me? Because I can't do that. And I'm looking to you, Lord, and he will help you. Otherwise, it's it's a joke. It, it would be a joke for him to say to us, be like Jesus. Huh? but he comes into our life in a way that changes everything changes everything and it's entirely possible to be like Jesus a good part of the time as a matter of fact if you if you fake it well you can look like Jesus all the time and don't worry about the failure business <laughs> it's been so much fun to to watch us, and I have a friend um, who who is not in this congregation, so you can relax i 'm not talking about you uh, and this friend is 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 of the temperament and the motivational gifting where they are they tend to be really guilty and so this is a gal. And uh, before she got married, she committed adultery, she says. This was 100 years ago, more or less. And so it, it has been within the last two months that she sent me a text and said, I, I'm, I'm so afraid. And she's not being forgiven. And this is, this is a godly woman. This is a good person. And it's just like she was in our church for years and it's like if there's anything I've hit hard on, it's this neurotic guilt business. Um because I'm I feel like an authority on that from a very subjective point of view. So here here it comes, you know, and I, I tried to keep it short because I'm I am busy, I I know I'm retired, but don't get confused about that in free time. And uh, so I was, I was texting her back and I just wanted to preach another sermon that she has heard so many times. Get over it. What is it about the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin that you don't understand the word all? What, what's your problem? Is your IQ too low to grasp that? Hello? So, if you fail, get over it. Come to Jesus in humility and say, Lord, you saw the whole thing, and I'm really sorry. And forget it. Now, if you hurt somebody in the process, you've got to go to them, et cetera, and make all that stuff right. That's a whole other subject. I want, to, I want us to do something this morning. And that is to read Ephesians 6.13 together. This will be from the NIV. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand. And then there is that listing of the armor. And don't ever stop that list until you get through the prayer part because that's part of the armor That's that's part number seven and uh, really you can study verses 10 through 18 in in that passage <laughs> i should ask you to raise your hand but i won't how many just don't raise your hand how many of you when somebody says the speaker says um uh, go over these extra verses that are not listed and he doesn't or she doesn't cover. How many of you have ever done that? Don't raise your hand. I did once. And it was like, that's pretty good. I should do that more often, but it didn't happen. So I don't have, my expectations are low. But if you <laughs> if you really want to know how the Lord makes it work when you stand, you can read verses 10 through eighteen of Ephesians six. Uh, when I first started preaching, there was a uh, in in my set of colleagues, the guys that I respected the most, and they had both content and they had this high loud rapid delivery. Well, course i wanted to be like them and it just i tried and tried it just didn't work now if i get mad enough about something i can get kind of high and loud and fast but uh i wasn't angry enough as a person to pull that off on a regular basis and i'm so grateful for that so i decided that okay i'll just i'll accept myself the way i'm i'm going to i'll try to deliver content I'll try to deliver it clearly, and that was my that was my M.O. So I was kind of proud of the fact. By the time Pam came into our house, that uh, Pam's our daughter, and uh, so I was kind of proud of the fact that I, I supposed that I spoke in a conversational tone, and uh, Pam. And all kids have a way of helping you understand things better, perhaps, than you had formerly understood them. Um, and so when she was about two, one day in church, she says, Mommy, why does Daddy talk so loud at church? And it's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Just get over it. I mean, what are you going to do? I, that I, I still... Well, I raise my voice occasionally, but I'm, aren't I under control? <laughs> you guys may have noticed that the culture has, uh, has sought to redefine our role, redefine masculinity, um, redefine several different things that are of uh, importance to the male's. And uh, this is certainly uh, around. I don't know that our culture has been redefined, but a lot of stuff has changed. And uh, this has really been carried to, ex- to absurd extremes. And in some places, it, that's the way things are defined now, the way these people define them. Part of the gender dysphoria, the flood of porn, the, the disintegration of marriage, the extremes of violence, including mass shootings, the rioting and destruction can be attributed to the absence of fathers in the home especially the absence of godly, quiet-spirited fathers who are as strong as a rock but are touchable, approachable, loving. And so I I just want to encourage you guys today, especially in marriage and in fatherhood, and uh, some of you were married and due to some to a death or some uh, social thing that happened to you called divorce or or whatever you're you're single again uh, et etc i want i would like and and by the way to you who lost your father uh, the the late owner of this beautiful old car out in the foyer. Uh, His son is here today, and this is his first Father's Day without dad. Now, dad was like a 100 years old, and it was okay. He was such a good, godly man, and it was okay for him to go home, but it still hurts like crazy. My dad was over a 100 when he died, and it's been several hours since I thought about him. I mean, I I'm always wanting, he was the resident uh, historian in my life for, the, for our family. And we, we were an extensive, extensive bunch, mostly in the southwest part of the U.S. Uh, a whole bunch of us, over 20, were ordained Assemblies of God ministers. And so it's like, man, I'd like to ask Dad about that. And our family reunion is coming up next month. And I just I had some questions about that, but I can't get to that rascal. He left. Now, that was seven years ago, so it's okay, because he would have been 107 now. However, if he today would have been like he was then, he'd have just spouted off the facts, and, and he was an amazing guy, but he, he left finally. And uh, he, we don't get him. So you guys and gals that have lost dad, or things are changed, or maybe you had a bad dad, or didn't have a dad at all, I have I, I have something I just want to say in passing. Please forgive them if they were if they were wrong, if they and and so many men have been wrong, and forgive them. Take it to the Lord. And just get over it. And I know I use that term all the time. But that's, that's kind of cutting through. A process that can take a while. Like a while. But don't let some jerk stand between you and God's best. Okay? And if, so if he were bad, forgive him and get over it. Now that was good. As a matter of fact... I'm available for contributions. um, (laughs) I hope you understand my sense of humor. Um, If you don't know me, that was supposed to be a joke. But um, the thing is, guys, here is what the Lord is calling us to do. And that is when all of this stuff comes on, we're in a warfare. That's what this passage from Ephesians 6 is teaching us. We're in a war, and it's a spiritual war. You're not fighting against a rebellious kid or a recalcitrant wife. You are fighting against spiritual forces. Don't get confused about that. If you get confused about that, it's going to mess you up because you're going to take people on as your enemies. And people will be glad to take that role. They don't mind. A matter of fact, they sort of enjoy it, some of them. But you can't do that. You cannot, listen to me, you cannot do that. You pick up enemies and it just gets worse. So lay them down. I remember learning to forgive and the Lord seemed to work in me in such a way that he he was just working miracles in my heart and Every once in a while, somebody will actually do something to you. You've experienced that, you know. It's like, for real, not just imagined. So, when that happens, you go to the Lord. By the way, it's easy to do that if you read the Lord's Prayer. And He said, when you pray to His disciple, when you pray, say. So, use the Lord's Prayer. I mean, that's what the Lord said to do. When you pray, say. Our father, this is the heavenly father. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Uh, Name be hallowed. All of this here as it is there. Give us today the food we need. That's material stuff. And then you jump right into the place that just kicks our teeth. Teeth. Forgive my debts as I forgive my debtors. And then he finishes the prayer, Jesus does. And then in every place where he gives that prayer, he repeats, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you your sins. And if you don't, he won't. I mean, he repeats that. He picks that piece out and repeats it after the prayer that's a clue you want to have a tight relationship with the father free from anything everything gone clear you got to forgive him well I, I you know if you read this Bible you don't have to have a degree in Greek you don't have to have 47 translations You just need to read it and say, oh, that's what that means. That's what that means. So, I I learned to work on this because a hundred years ago in our pastorate where we were, uh, there was a guy decided I didn't fit what he wanted and he's going to get rid of me. And... uh, So every day when I, and I'd already started using that prayer, and every day when I would get to that place and I would say, okay, now, Lord, and I would try to remember stuff where I had failed the Lord, and I would name that off. Now you show me whom I need to forgive. And before I could get that out of my mouth, this face, life-size would be right in my face. And so I just go to work on it. I'm not going to go to hell over him. Hello? Hello? I don't want anybody to be big enough to stand between me and the Lord. And he said, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. Whew. If you can't understand that, uh, we need to get you a coach and help you through that because that's understandable. You may not like it. Who likes it? <laughs> because then I don't get to... You know, when you, when you forgive, one of the definitions is giving up the right to get even... Well, I wanted to hurt that guy, of course. I wanted to do to him what he was doing to me. And it was not permitted. That's not one of my options if I'm going to stand. So I learned to forgive and I felt like an authority. And I I used to teach, well, if you if the Lord puts you in a test and you learn the lessons, you don't have to go through that test anymore wrong <laughs> you just get to go through it whenever life shoves it at you and i don't think the lord causes all that stuff if any of it but it comes whoever is the cause and then the grace of god is there just to take you through and i concluded okay you can't do anything to me i i don't know that i said this i'm if i did boy am i bold but but i concluded that you can't do anything to me That I can't forgive. Not because I can forgive. But because when you come in and just say God I can't handle this. There's no way I can do this. Help me. Guess what he does. He helps. And it works. And you get up and your heart is light and clear. And I remember praying. I I determined that I was not going to deal with that stuff. when I got out of my prayer closet so I would pray until I knew that I could walk right up to the person who was most offensive to me and with a full heart grab them and hug them and wish them well now that's that was for me the, the point of victory that there's nothing in my heart toward whoever it was that, that I didn't like what they were doing now Dad, there's not any way you can be a good father and not die to self. Don't you love that? That is everybody's favorite subject, death of self. It's like, leave me alone. But if you have to have your way, your time, your stuff, you're not gonna have time for your kids. And let me give you a clue, young young people. If you don't have kids yet, look around and see if there's any of these kids that you like. Do you have any little nieces and nephews that you like? Is there any little kids that you like being around? If you don't like little kids, don't have them. Because they just come and stay. They don't go anywhere. So you better like them because they're going to test you. They will test you, and our kids were so easy. Our our relatives all hated us, but there was still a, an occasional test from these marvelous little people that I would have laid down my life for, but they required the death of me to some extent. Now, if you die to yourself, then when you need to give up your Fishing trip for several days and stay home and be with your family, you just forgive it up and stay home and be with your family. Yeah. Now, I want to hear the men. I don't want to hear the women. I, I know how you feel about that. <laughs> don't spend to where, for your hobby, to where the family budget and the lifestyle of the family is changed. Get a hobby that you can do. You need one. I'm not saying don't have one. But work the family in first. And I I want to deal with uh, a couple things here. First of all, guys who are really, really busy, if they're ever challenged about the amount of time they spend with their kids, they say, well, I don't have quantity time, but quality time. And you need to know, sir, that the first definition of quality time is quantity. And that hurts. That may hurt your sleep. I, I was I felt like it was the right thing to do. And for four years, I took Greek. I was after we came to Kansas City. The girls were teenagers And so I needed to do homework, and I hated to do it after they went to bed, and we, we had this rule that if they were watching anything beside this restricted list on TV, that one of us had to be in there with them so we could have these teachable moments. And I, I made fun of that just then, but it, those are important. And. Um, <laughs> girls when I would get when a show would go off I would say now you remember XYZ that happened in the show and they would say we know dad we know because I was fixing to give them the moral problem with that issue and we know dad we know and they did but uh, didn't do any good. no that's not true <laughs> I got one of them here and I am honored to be her dad. Now, quality time, quality time. Give them your time. This this worked out for me in this taking Greek thing. So I, I I set up to do my homework in a room where I could see the girls watching TV. I it was across another room, but but our house was open enough that I could see that. And I. I made up my mind that if they ever walked up to that door and said something to me, I would rear back in my chair and put my pencil down, and they got my full attention. That's the way I gave myself permission to be out of the room away from them while I was doing these hours of homework, and I recommend trying to figure ways. I I didn't know how much time of my time they they would take that way. One time, one of them walked up to the door and visited a while. And I did exactly what I just described. And she turned around after a few minutes and was satisfied. And I think it was probably, there might have been an issue. I did not have any clue what we discussed. There might have been a legitimate issue, but it could have been just a test to see if I was really there and I really belonged to them because anything else, dad don't have kids. Don't do it. Don't do that to little people that you bring into this world and ill equip to live because they've got to live for God in a culture that is crazy right now. Desperately needs a revival. And we, sir, are part of the solution and that is to take or stand quiet spirited strong men love your wife that's the best gift you can give to your kids love her and by the way girls respect your husband okay now listen to me listen carefully you say but he's not respectable and you know scripture says now, respect your husbands, ladies, unless he's not respectable. Huh? Get over it. You can find something that where he is respectable. Stop picking him in your mind to death and respect him. And as you do that, it will build him up and make him better than he was. And it... it is it my fault he's like he is? Partly, yeah, yes. In a word, yes. It's partly your fault. Stop it, dummy, or beautiful lady. What? Hello. Uh, just get over it, man. That drives me crazy. I don't like him. Well, I don't like him either. But don't tell him that because <clears throat> I'm going to respect him and treat him well. And I recommend you do the same. Okay. That was free, by the way. You don't even need to send me any money. Um, <laughs> as if you were. Now, the, there, is, there is a peeve I have that I want to share with you. And that is something that I, I really don't understand. I don't know how, I, I don't know that mindset. But there is the mob mentality. And I read about it in scripture and it's like, how does that happen? What, what is that occurrence when uh, Jesus was praised as the coming king and uh, within the week was the high priests were able to sway the crowd to say, "Crucify him, crucify"? How would that happen? Well, people weren't thinking for themselves, and if they had been, they'd have said, "I hope that's the coming King, and I'm going to stand over here and watch because some of these guys are honoring him, and I'm I'm on that team." But I'm going to see what happens. You say you got to get involved. Not with the mob. No, you don't have to. Don't do it is the word. That's a word from the Lord, by the way. Amen. So, and then we have mobs in our, in our country today. And I guess we always have, I don't know. But we've seen them because we have such instant communication from around the country, uh, far more than we want in many cases. And here these people are acting like this. And, uh, you know, the, the accusation comes, well, the bad people sow agitators in amongst these and influence them. How? I mean, I, I can understand how you would sow agitators. But how do you influence somebody to think differently differently? How do you do that? Because people just get their mind over. Don't do that. You belong to the Lord. Stand. God has his hand on you. You are part of the solution, not part of the problem. Stand in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it's going to be really important that you have the prayer life, that you have Uh, Time in the word to fill yourself up. And I believe that we are on the edge of an awakening spiritually in this country. And men and women, but men who love the Lord, who love lost people, who love God's ways and forgiving others. For the stuff that that comes against them, those kind of men need to take their stand. Do not go with the flow. The flow is going straight to hell. There's a wide gate Jesus taught, and many are going in it. Don't go. Don't go. You say you have to be narrow minded. Well, I don't know. It's a it's a narrow gate and a narrow road. Maybe you have to be narrow-minded. I don't know. I do know that the Lord will, will lead you into wonderful stuff, and he has his hand on you. And in this room are some of the best men that I have ever met. I am honored to be standing in front of you, and I know that you have paid a price to be where you are, <laughs> and the Lord has his hand on you, and the rest of us are invited to just rise up with that. Now, I'm, I'm getting to where, uh, it's like my dad said, when he was probably 90, he said, Bill, I don't know what to do. I've never been this old. (laughs) And I think I'm getting there. But let me tell you, so far, there is more of the Lord. And if you would just take time to sit down with him, he will reveal himself to you. If you're as old as I am, God help you. He will reveal himself to you. And if you're 12, 14, 16, whatever your age, you males, he will reveal himself to you. He loves to do that. I wish I had time to to tell you how I learned this and that. And the other thing, when I was five years old in what is now called kids church, we called it junior church in those years. They made the invitation and old, awful sinner Billy responded and cried. And my life was changed. And I was a ripe old age of seven. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. That stuff is available. And, sir, go for it. Get it all. You say, well, I've got to do this and that and the other thing. Make sure that's way underneath what God is calling, because He will put on your heart the right direction. He will put on your heart how to move, where to turn, what, what to do, to know your vocation, where you need to go if you if you need to go to college, trade school, get into a an internship program with the union, whatever you need to do. He will guide you. It will be clear. He is so. Good. He is so in-your-face personal. He really is. He loves you. Man, he loves you. There is a, a spirit of the Lord in this place that wants to encourage your heart today. And I would like for all of the males whether you're married, whether you're a dad or not, I would like for you to just stand, if you can, if if your body still does that. (laughs) I'm in a position to understand if you don't stand. And I want you, if this is your heart, I want you to, and it's okay to do it on the outside, because that helps us just, but in your heart especially, Just turn your hand up and say, okay, God, right here, pour it. I want to be more than I am. I want to be to my wife, if if you're married, my kids, if you have kids, grandkids, if you have grandkids. Some of us have great grandkids. I want to be to them what you want me to be the Christ thing, the loving, gentle. Just hold, just hold that heart like that. Let's pray. Lord, you are our hope. You are our help. And, and there's every kind of pressure and confusion and stuff coming against the men in this crowd right now. But they are called by you. Your hand is on them. They are not alone. And I bless them in the name of Jesus. With a a new touch. Holy Spirit. Touch. Move. Change. Let peace come in where there is where there is turmoil let clarity come in where there is confusion let joy come in where there is depression (laughs) oh my father what a joy to know you as you really are you are my father have mercy on your on your kids and here are all these sons of yours and i bless them in the name of jesus i bless them oh god those that are struggling to give you everything thank you that you're merciful and you're patient thank you for continuing to work with them those who have been surrendered forever and ever and ever show yourself in a new way oh lord a way they've never seen you, didn't know you had that dimension for them, and everyone in between. Pour your spirit. Thank you, O oh God. Now, church, before I have them sit down, would you just pray with me, and let's bless these guys. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you our support, our respect, and we expect God to show you stuff you've never seen and for you to be simpler and purer, more loving, stronger in your stance for Jesus Christ, for your wife, for your kids and the extended family as far as they go oh god we bless them today sir be blessed in jesus name receive it receive it begin to expect it in your heart rejoice in it let god arise in your heart for the glory of god praise god god bless you be seated, please.
1: Thank you. Um, dads, happy Father's Day. We, we're thankful for you. We love you guys. Um, it's weird for dudes to say we love each other, but like, hey. We love you guys. we we thankful for you. Uh, One really cool thing I love that pastor said today was that uh, no one person should stand between you and the Lord. So no matter what, if it's, if it's Pastor Dennis up here speaking, if it's me, if Pastor Newby, someone at your work, someone at your home, whatever. Because we can allow the, the culture and the rest of the world to keep us from our relationship with God. And, and, and let's not be the kind of people who allow that. Our first and foremost relationship is with us and the Lord. And past that, um, man, we give it to God. And, and dad's one of the best things that we can do as men of God in our homes is, is, uh, be men of God and to not let anybody stand between us and the Lord. Let's all stand together. Um, make sure after service today, stop by the lobby. We have, um, axe throwing over here we have uh take your picture outside we have uh, other things going on out in the parking lot and the lower lot we have some really cool cars you need to go by and check out um like cool stuff today so we want to thank you for being here dads you're awesome um I'm going to pray real quick and we can be dismissed. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for, um, for everyone in this room this morning. We just pray that we are honored and blessed today. I pray, Lord, for all the dads. I pray that we would be the men of God who represent our home, who love our home, and who represent Christ in our home. God, we love you so much. We thank you for today in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hey, you guys can be dismissed. We'll hope to see you back next week.